0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Warrior, I feel you wouldn't say that? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Warriors 24 7 podcast. I'm Brandon Cadiz. you can follow me on Twitter at Cadiz 0 B-C-A-D-I-Z-0. In this edition of the Warriors 24-7 podcast, we'll talk about the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga and how he plays a key role in Draymond Green's absence. We take a look back at the Warriors 2014-15 championship season and why they need to take a page out of that book for handling the Draymond Green injury. What happened during that five-game road trip, and why the Warriors have an advantageous six-game homestand coming up. Clay looks like he's found his groove, and why Jordan Poole's six-man-of-the-year campaign might be in jeopardy. We got all of that on this edition of the Warriors 24-7 Podcast. Hope everyone had a great and relaxing Martin Luther King Jr. Day and got to enjoy their day off in the long, extended three-day weekend. We got a lot to cover here today, but before I do that, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that's followed and listened to these first couple of episodes on this podcast and have followed the network and myself on Twitter. We all appreciate the support, myself, Cyrus, and Rick included let's dive right into the topics today and we'll start off with the Warriors road trip a four game road trip in which they came out one and three a very tough four game stretch and the Warriors taking on Memphis Milwaukee got the one win at Chicago which was a blowout win for them after getting smacked by the Bucks and Giannis and then they closed it off with a loss to Minnesota but came back and secured a victory 102 to 86 at detroit last night we'll get into that a little bit later but starting off with that loss to memphis it was a brutal loss the warriors were in it the whole game but couldn't knock down those open threes late in that fourth quarter and in crunch time Warriors were outscored in that fourth quarter, 29-18, and when I say they couldn't hit a three that quarter, they went two for 13 as a team, while the Grizzlies went four for 10 from deep. Warriors' relating scorer in that fourth quarter, Moses Moody in garbage time when they decided to give up, and that's just a tough loss and a tough look for the Warriors' We saw a thing after the game in which Ja Moran drove in for that layup, got that and one, and jaw was beefing with a warriors fan that was a little kid multiple little kids after the game he said what happened there why was he talking loud and that smack at that kid and basically to summarize it jaw said that he wasn't wearing a grizzlies jersey and i was not going to give him a high five that it was disrespectful to be having a warriors jersey in the crowd and credit to the grizzlies pr team because the next Couple of days following that game against the Warriors, they held a promotion which kids could trade other players and other teams' NBA jerseys for a Memphis Grizzlies jersey and also a John Morant jersey if you wanted that. So that's a great story that turned out from that game. But for the Warriors, a little sting to the heart there for them. They go one and two this season against the Grizzlies and. I- A lot of the Warriors players said they had respect for this Grizzlies team. The Grizzlies are feeling good. They've knocked off the Warriors twice. They've knocked them out three times, dating back to the play-in tournament. And I think the Grizzlies team is a team that they're going to have trouble against if they don't get their act together in the playoffs. That could be a team the Warriors could be scared of. And Another team that they were scared of was the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis had whatever he wanted against the Warriors. Giannis finished with a triple-double, a 30-point triple-double with 12 rebounds, 11 assists, and 3 blocks, and went 11 for 17 from the field. Who would have guessed that the biggest lead would be at 39 points? A lot of Warriors fans said that the Warriors were going to get blown out coming into this one. And if you wanted to make a bet by how much the Warriors would lose, then you can check our sponsor, Bet BetOnline bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code below leave b-l-e-a-v to get started from football basketball hockey boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts now, what's the best way to come back after getting blown out by Milwaukee is to take it out on your next opponent. And that's exactly what the Warriors did. Taking on the Chicago Bulls, they get a 138-96 to victory. And it was the game that we were all impressed with the young rookie, Jonathan Kaminga. 25 points, that's how much he finished with. Went 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. And he also added 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks, and 1 steal. You gotta love those defensive numbers for the young rookie. And a scary thing happened in this game. Stephen Curry's hand got hurt. And that's ultimately what led to them resting Steph in the final Game of the four-game road trip against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Curry had a great bounce-back game, I think. This was a game in which he shot at almost 50%, went 40% from beyond the arc, had 19 points. And I think this was the game that helped him get back onto being the Steph Curry that we saw earlier in the season. A great average game for Steph on his part. Klay Thompson also rested this game, so Andrew Wiggins was that second option for the Warriors as well. He finished with 21 points on an effective 8-of-11 shooting. And then Jordan Poole helped bounce back with 22 points of his own with 5-for-9 from beyond the arc. And we'll get into Jordan Poole a little bit later, but this is the type of game you want to see Jordan Poole come out with. When he's coming off the bench, he's got to take that starter's mentality and give it to himself when he's coming off the bench as the sixth man. And then to close off the final game of that four-game road trip, disappointing fashion, ending up with a loss by 20 points, 119-99 to against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Carl Anthony Towns, the leading scorer there, 26-11 and on 11-of-20 shooting and had like three and ones in this game. A couple technicals were handed out in this game as well to Steve Kerr, Andre Iguadala. It was just interesting to see the Warriors struggle that badly, even without Stephen Curry. For the Warriors, the leading scorer, Jordan Poole, with 20 points, but only on 5 of 13 shooting. Clay came back 13 points, only on 5 of 14 shooting. Clay had 3 of 8. From beyond the arc. And then Jordan Poole. 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. But again. Jonathan Kaminga. 19 points in this contest. On 6 of 12 shooting. He also had 7 rebounds. Looked promising at the free throw line. 6 of 10. Starting to get those numbers back up. From the free throw line for Joku. Now Dub Nation. How do we feel about that 1 in 3 road trip? Are we going to say it? Oh my God, this is going to be the worst stretch of the season. Is this stretch of losing games going to continue with Draymond Green being out? How do we feel? I think we see this as just a bump in the road. We knew that there, were going to be, there was going to be an adjustment period for when Klay Thompson comes back. And that was also because we did not think that Draymond Green was going to be out this song. Steph Curry has a little hand scare so they rest him overall I think this one in three road trip of course is not good you always want to split when you're on a road trip at least but for the matter of the situation that the Warriors were presented with I don't think it's that bad especially with a seven game homestand coming up and six more games at home after that victory against the Detroit Pistons At home, and the Warriors are only two and a half games back of the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference standings with a record of 32 and 12 for the Warriors, Phoenix at 34 and 9, and the Warriors have the best record at home in the NBA at 19 and 3, and they have six more games at home. This is the part of the schedule in which the Warriors can really push themselves apart. They started off that season with a long homestand and now this is their second longest homestand right at seven games and they take on teams that you want to get revenge back against you'll face a team that you lost to in dallas also minnesota is on the schedule and then the brooklyn nets without kevin durant that should be a game you make a statement on and they'll have Kyrie Irving, of course, back now being eligible to play those road games. But also Utah is on the schedule who currently sits up there in the Western Conference standings. So some key games here, Utah at the number four spot. Again, the Memphis Grizzlies at the three spot right behind the Golden State Warriors after that 10 game winning streak that they had I think it was 11, if I'm not mistaken. Extended to 11, and then they dropped the game. Now, are the Warriors in trouble? Should we panic? Is this the end of the run? Are the Warriors going to continue to drop in the standings? I don't think so. And even with Draymond Green being out for no timetable again, if you haven't heard, Draymond Green is out due to a disc in his lower back. It was initially thought to be a calf strain in which he was out he has been out since the January 5th game against Dallas. And of course, he returned for a couple seconds in that Cleveland game to honor Klay Thompson in his return. But we don't have a timetable for Draymond Green. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks, but hearing stuff from doctors and sports medicine experts that this he will be reevaluated at that two week time frame but that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be able to t- return right away especially with something as severe as a disc injury in your lower back. We remember what happened with Steve Kerr, right? When he got surgery on his lower back and I'm not saying Draymond Green is going to get surgery but a lower back injury is a pretty serious injury that you don't want to rush yourself back into, especially when you're playing at the high level of the NBA and competing against these athletes. Since Draymond Green has been out in the last seven games, the Warriors are at a record of three in four. Now... I'm talking a lot about the negatives and the impact of Draymond Green, but let's talk about some positives from last night's game against the Detroit Pistons. I think Klay Thompson has found his stride heading into halftime. The Splash Brothers combined for 31 points. Stephen Curry, I think, has had his best game since that Chicago game. He's had a two-game stretch now in which he's starting to find his groove and and that shooting slump curry with 18 points on 6 of 11 shooting and 4 of 8 from beyond the arc last night great to see that a plus minus of plus 21 and clay thompson with 21 points 6 of 13 shooting and 3 of 8 from beyond the arc also added two steals you love to see the defensive numbers for him in this contest 39 points overall again combined for the splash brothers if the Warriors are going to return to their winning ways in the seven game homestand, the Splash Brothers obviously have to return to that vintage form. But also, Andrew Wiggins has been spectacular. That Chicago game, and now the game last night against the Pistons 19 points for two way wigs, 8 of 13 shooting. Three of seven from beyond the arc with three steals. We got to make that push, Dub Nation, to send him to that All Star game. I, I think Andrew Wiggins is deserving, absolutely, especially with performances like this. Stepping in with Draymond Green out. And speaking of stepping in with Draymond Green out, the key guy is going to be Jonathan Kaminga. And we got word last night after the Pistons game that Jonathan Kaminga will be your starting four until Draymond Green comes back. And I know that may scare a lot of Warriors and fans and a lot of Dub Nation. But let me give you Jonathan Kaminga's numbers in the last five games so far. Kaminga averaging 16.8 points, 6.6 rebounds, 1.2 assists, shooting 48.4% from the field, 33.3% from beyond the arc, 66.7% percent from the free throw line and those numbers look really promising and the more games he plays the more he's going to be a playmaker and we saw shades of that last night where he delivered a great dime to Stephen Curry in the contest also had his first career double-double last night against the Pistons look the rebounding was the concern Also in the G League and also when he was with the G League Ignite. But I think the passing is going to be even more critical. And Steve Kerr told him before the game, you got to run the floor fast. You got to run run it aggressive and strong. And be able to score and head to the basket and i think with jonathan kaminga's athletic ability he's going to finish high and try to throw it down he's a guy that initiates contact and if he can't make the shot he's more likely going to get fouled and head to the free throw line so i'd like to see those free throw numbers improve for the rookie kaminga is only 19 years of age but he sure doesn't play like that he plays like a pretty solid rotation guy off of the bench and let's take a look back in Warriors history. In the 2014-2015 championship season, we remember how Draymond Green took charge, did a great job of replacing David Lee when he was out with that hamstring injury to start off the season. Again, if Warriors fans don't remember that one, David Lee suffered a hamstring injury to close out the final preseason game of that year, and he came back early in that season against the Clippers. He re his injury in six minutes. And then from that point on, Draymond Green became Draymond Green. And the numbers, when we analyze it and we take a look at it, it's not far off by how Jonathan Kaminga is performing so far. Draymond Green, in the amount of games that David Lee was out, for about a month or so was from November 6, 2014 to about to December 22nd of 2014. So a little over a month, I think it was around 25, 26 games that David Lee missed. Draymond Green had 13.4 points, 8.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 45% from the field, 33% from beyond the arc, But his free throw numbers were 10% greater than Kaminga's at 76.6. So the numbers aren't far off. And we want to expect Jonathan Kaminga to give those Draymond Green numbers in the 2014-2015 season. And I think they're in a similar spot in the sense of if Jonathan Kaminga can thrive and perform, we might see him see more minutes, not only when Draymond Green is out, But when Draymond comes back, and I think that's when you have a great problem, Coach Kerr will be able to deploy Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole off the bench. Two six-man players that can come off the bench and be a scoring impact right away. Come playoff time, that's going to be scary. And we saw it in the 2015 NBA Finals in which Steve Kerr rolled out with David Lee, switched it out with Draymond Green, and that changed the entire course of the series. You can play the matchup games. The Warriors could be the deepest team and the scariest team when it comes into the playoffs. You'll have a very deep roster of Otto Porter Jr., Jonathan Kaminga, Nemanja Bialica at the forward slash center positions, and oh yeah, James Wiseman is coming back, so look out, that's something to get excited for, but the situation's just look too similar for me to not to bring up the 2014-2015 season in which david lee went out and draymond green started and secured that position and when draymond green comes back it's going to be a different story he's going to be the starting guy again of course because jonathan kaminga doesn't have the defensive iq yet that draymond green possesses and There's also been conversations in local Bay Area sports radio if Jonathan Kaminga can be a number one guy on your team. And Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors on the radio side, was asked this earlier this morning. And what he had to say is that we don't know what the ceiling is for Jonathan Kaminga, but he believes that he can be a number one guy for the Warriors. And I agree with that. I think Jonathan Kaminga already shoots better, than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And why do I bring up Giannis? Because he's the NBA player a lot of people like to compare him to. And Giannis coming into the league would just drive and attack. And Jonathan Kaminga does that. But now he has an improved jumper. He has an improved three-point shot that we saw from the G League Ignite roster to the California Classic and from Summer League. That shot has looked A lot more prettier, a lot faster, still not a fast release, but he looks more comfortable in shooting the ball, and that's what you want. And Kaminga is also not being respected from his three-point shot. Once you get Draymond Green back, and once these shooters start to hit the three-point shot, I'm talking about guys like Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. Thompson starting to become more comfortable, Curry getting out of his slump, reserve guys like Bielitsa continuing to improve and get back to his old ways of shooting that three-point shot. Once those shooters make those shots, he's going to be tough to defend. He can put the ball on the ground, and when he's off ball, we know what Kaminga can do. He can be in that lob spot, that dunker spot. He can cut to the basket and finish at the rim. The more he plays with Steph, Clay, and Wiggins, the more Kaminga is just going to be a seasoned veteran and understand the Warriors' offense. So I'm really excited to see his growth and what he's going to bring when it comes to the playoffs. Jordan Poole has been struggling since Klay Thompson has come back, and the numbers prove that coming off the bench, he hasn't shot as efficiently. Here's Jordan Poole's numbers since Klay Thompson has come back. He started two of the six games since Clay has come back. But overall, his numbers are for 13.7 points per game, two rebounds, two and a half assists, shooting 38% from the field and 35% from beyond the arc. Now, before the return of Clay Thompson, Poole played 32 total games, started 29 of those 32. And his numbers went like this, 17 and a half points, 3.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists, but his shooting numbers were this: 44.5% from the field, 33.7% from beyond the arc. Sure, the three-point number is a little better, but that's because of the small sample size. But 44 to 38% shooting from the field—that's a drastic dip six to eight percent dip in your overall field goal percentage and it's just tough to see Jordan Poole force these shots he's out of rhythm coming off the bench and greats like Jamal Crawford coming off the bench has said it's a lot harder to be the sixth man to come off the bench rather than when it's when you're the starter and that is absolutely true you gotta take a couple more shots to get your rhythm going less opportunities to make mistakes coming off the bench as well and i think for jordan pool you just gotta make it simple right We saw the success that Poole had when he worked inside and out. And I know it's cliche to say that, but Jordan Poole is just that type of player. If he can get his inside game going, then his outside game is just on another level, right? We've seen him knock multiple crazy three-pointers like Steph Curry would hit. His mid-range game would be there, but it's all about starting on the inside, Just to break it down a little further, Jordan Poole's three games that, or four games that he's played not as the starter since Klay Thompson has come back 22 points against the Bulls, 20 points against the Timberwolves. But in other games against Cleveland, 14 points, against Memphis, 12 points, against Milwaukee, 9 points, and against the Pistons last night five points a total drastic change to jordan Poole's numbers just like with anything new in life and anything new that you take in there's going to be an adjustment period and that's what's happening here with clay thompson and with jordan Poole. it may scare you all listening to this but this might not be the only time that the warriors have a losing skin like this with going three and four in the last seven games when james wiseman comes back there's also going to be an adjustment period to how he comes into this roster and what role he plays. And it might not be as drastic as Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole switching roles, but hey, you never know. And that could also be said with Draymond Green and Jonathan Kaminga when they come back. That I don't necessarily worry about as much just because Jonathan Kaminga has elevated his game when he's a starter. We shall see how the Warriors adjust and perform in the next six games at home. Can they make that push back to the number one seed in the Western Conference? But that's all the time we have for this episode of the Warriors 24 7 Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at BKD0BCADIZ0. You can follow this podcast on Twitter as well at Warriors247Pod. And the Warriors 24 Podcast Network, of course, at Warriors 24 Pod. I hope I got everyone tuning into this episode to the Jonathan Kaminga hype train in the bandwagon. Come join it. And I'm about to go order my Jonathan Kaminga jersey. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And this podcast is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe.